comic books, movies, TV, and more. Nerds are everywhere. It's time to assemble! Nerds United, a Jittery Monkey podcast. Here's your host, Greg Mahachko. Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of Nerds United on the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. I'm your host, Greg Mahachko, joined as always by our co-host of the year. You know him, you love him, you can't wait to see him again, Mike Luther. Hi, Mike. Uh, I am back home, away from Studio A or B, whatever we called it originally. I can't remember. Changes all the time. I think the yep. kitchen table is Studio A. That makes uh, sense, yeah. Uh, the, studio B is the, 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 the desk living room, area. Whatever, I guess, yeah, desk area. And uh, remote was what we do right now. Yes. Yeah. So you, you are missed. Last one. And it was, it was, it was definitely fun last time uh, doing the podcast together in the same room. Uh, it was not as fun driving back home. Um, although you said you're like, you're back already. I'm like, I felt it like it took forever. Cause I, te- I, I messaged you when I got back, mm-hmm. you know, and you're like, yo, that seemed quick or something like that. I'm like, it seemed forever for me. <laughs> it seemed like a long time. And, and I know I'm, I'm pretty familiar with that drive. Mm-hmm. Oh, so yeah. I know roughly, you know, how long, I feel like it takes, uh, mm-hmm. I, I'm sure. Yeah. In your position, it felt a lot longer, but I was like, huh, he's home already. Crazy. <laughs> so, um, no, it's great to, great to be here with you again, a little fellowship over some nerdy topics that, uh, you have been so smart to write down. Yes. But we don't necessarily have to dive right in there. Mike, you took a trip to the movies. I did. Um, I went last night. It's funny thing is, um, so I went and saw Eternals, not to bury the lead. I went to saw, saw Eternals, me and my son did. And the only reason we went last night, on a, this Friday now, so on, on Thursday night, is when I was ordering my tickets like a week or so ago, I was like, uh, okay, 6 p.m., that's a good time, perfect. You know, two tickets and everything. Paid for them, had it confirmed. And then I looked and I saw that I had actually put Thursday in oh. instead of Friday. Well, luckily, you know, by six o'clock, we're, you know, Nolan doesn't have anything after school. I don't have work at six o'clock. So, you know, it worked out. Um, but yeah, I mean, me and my son saw uh, Eternals. Uh, theater was not that packed, maybe just because it was Thursday and most people probably going Friday and Saturday. Uh, I'm not going to spoil anything at all about it. Uh, I will say it is very long. Uh, both me and my son were like, this is uh, at the end. We're like, you know, cause we always talk, like, Hey, what do you think about it? What, what, you know, um, we're like, we were both like, it was a little bit long. It's like two hours and like 40 minutes or something like that. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, the, one of the run times I saw be it, you know, official or close to it was right. Like at two thirty seven, something like that. Yeah. And it did not need to be. Um, well, it's not bad at all. I, and I know it's getting, you know, some bad reviews. Um, it is not bad at all. I always say it's, it's good. It's definitely good. It's really good. But they do go into a lot of, okay, here's this battle. And then here's another battle. And then we're going to explain this battle. You know, uh, <laughs> there. I wish I could talk more about it because there is some kind of funny things that me and Nolan were talking about afterwards. Um there are two end credit scenes. Won't tell you what they are, but they are there are two of them. Uh, what was the other thing I was going to talk? Oh, the, the yeah. So I, I guess on Rotten Tomatoes right now, it's the lowest ranking MCU movie, which it definitely does not deserve to be the lowest ranking. Okay, so uh, you definitely think that like uh, Iron Man three is worse. I would say Thor: The Dark World is worse. Thor the Dark World gets a bad rap. It's a perfectly fine movie. It does. And I'm not saying Thor the Dark World is bad, right? When's the last time you, you watched Thor the Dark World? It was probably a year ago. Okay. So you might know this question, but I will say for most people, they probably don't. 
Who was the villain in Thor The Dark World? Uh, say that again, I'm sorry. Who was the villain in Thor The Dark World? Uh, the Dark Elves. What was, I mean, there was one, there's a main one. Starts with uh, Malekith. Okay, okay, yeah. And what was the reason, like, what were they doing? They were after the ether. But why? To give them power. No, it was like to like put the place into darkness or whatever, I think. Sure. See, that's the thing. It's so it's forgettable. That's sort of all core. It's not bad, but it's forgettable, right? There's certain moments you remember it from it, but it's it I would say this this movie is gonna be more rememberable for a good reason than Thor the Dark World. Once again, look, it's MCU. I love every single MCU movie that they have, right? There's got to be a, 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 a name one that you think I don't like. Captain Marvel, like it. No, no, I wasn't going to say that. The, uh, the Hulk, I, the Hulk is technically, I guess, an MCU movie. The Bruce Banner one. Oh, the, Bruce, the Bruce Banner one. You know, the Bruce Banner Hulk. Yeah, <laughs> uh, uh, Edward Norton. <laughs> well, um, that's the Incredible Hulk. Hulk incredible with Eric Hulk. Banner. Yes. Um, I guess and, it's technically in the MCU also because it's a continuation of that character story. Yeah, technically. And I think I've seen it. And I think I liked it, but I haven't seen it probably like 100 years. True. But regardless, it's, it, I just don't think it should be the lowest ranking. Um, it's it, it's a definitely a movie worth watching. It's definitely a movie worth watching. Uh, and I'm going to say this, you know, you might not be able to go uh, on the big screen. Okay. I mean, we'll see what, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see what the future holds for old GM. They say it's probably one of the best movies to take a five-year-old and two twins to. <laughs> it was w- the weirdest review. It was the weirdest review. I don't. Okay. <laughs> well, the th- <laughs> I wonder what the other patrons in the movie theater would think. <laughs> I just oh. don't see that being a very, uh, very wise idea. <laughs> Do they, ever, do they ever take two hour and 37 minute naps? No. Oh, well, and you, could have, if you, if you timed it perfectly. That'd be great. I mean, at best case scenarios, I would have to like take them to an eight o'clock PM show okay. when they're already asleep at seven 30. Okay. Uh, but I feel like the general theater ambiance would awaken them and cause mass confusion hysteria i would be politely and then probably not so politely asked to leave <laughs> you you go in there and you have to shush everybody in the theater <laughs> <laughs> babies are sleeping the babies are the babies are sleeping <laughs> oh uh it, it would be because i'm trying to think if i've ever been in a theater where somebody's brought a baby and I'm fairly certain that I have. And just like, why? Why do you do yeah. that? Like, I I take a few liberties with the fact that, you know, <laughs> like a couple of weeks ago, I went and saw Venom 2 in, in theaters in the middle of a day. It was fine. Uh, you know, but I was like, eh. and I mean, I went, I came from work. Like I had things that I had either done or were about to do. So it's like in my dress slacks, my nice, you know, button down shirt. Just like, I need that popcorn. (laughs) (laughs) Give me that popcorn. Um, But yeah, it was, you know, I, I, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't want to be in the theater with somebody who did do that. Uh, Especially now. Eternals, is that going to rake it in at the box office, or do we think that some of these negative reviews are actually going to have that negative impact? Because I, I, I don't have, I don't have any familiarity with this, like I did, you know, similar situation with Guardians of the Galaxy. I didn't know jack about Guardians of the Galaxy, but you saw some of those early trailers, and you're like, mm-hmm. oh, it's going to be fun, and yeah. you also realize that it's you know, in the MCU. So it's in the world. So it's like another chapter in the story, essentially, uh, right. which is convenient because sometimes it might take me two and a half hours, two hours and 37 minutes to read a chapter in a single <laughs> book. Uh, um, but, you know, then Guardians was just so beloved from the get-go, you know, even being a, you know, tertiary or fringe set of characters. And I wonder if Eternals, I, I don't know if, 
based on what we saw in, in the trailers and, and I don't even know if I saw the last trailer. I, I want to say I did. I mean, it has some names as far as, you know, the, the players, the actors and actresses involved, but I don't know if, if, if there was anything else. I, it looks like a beautiful movie, you know, mm-hmm. like the, the art design and, and the, the, the concept art, things like that. It looks gorgeous, but I don't know if there's a, um, does it does it have what a lot of the other MCU MC I almost said MC move MCU movies have is a little bit of heart I mean not heart a humor um, because like Guardians is is a comedy set in space you know right um, and many of the MCU movies are I think you can probably take away the Captain America movies you know in that mm-hmm. regard you know you've got a World War Two movie you've got an espion, espionage I I cannot talk tonight um, in a, a spy movie. You know, things like that. But, you know, look, they leaned into it, certainly for Thor Ragnarok. Um, does it have a lot of humor in it? Like, will, will, will be, there be moments of, like, just sheer belly laughter? Or is it more, like, ethereal? There is. Okay, so you you kind of hit on a bunch of stuff. Well, for your last question, does it uh, have a lot of humor in it? it there is moments. There's no, like, oh, my God, this is hilarious. Uh, not that I can remember, at least uh, there might be a few chuckles kind mm. of thing, um, but it's not the Thor Ragnarok type of or humor of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One or Two type of humor where it's like you said, it's a comedy, right? Uh, and also going back to the Guardians of the Galaxy uh, trailers, because I, I was the same as you, I didn't know the Guardians of the Galaxy at all. Saw the trailers, saw the, heard the music. It's like, hey, this is fun, right? Made you want to go there. I didn't get that from this trailer or the the, the past trailers. Uh, I'm going to go where I went because it's an MCU movie um, and I wanted to see it. But there's no... It's I, is, is it gonna is it gonna rake in the 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 dough? I mean, it'll definitely make its money, but I'm not expecting it to be like you know all oh, this is we're breaking you know the bank you know this is the number one you know grossing marvel movie or something like that and that's not to say that it's bad at all once again i'm, I'm not saying it's bad it's just the it's, you know like you said nobody knows or not a lot of not a lot of people know about the eternals um right. And there was, I don't know if there was enough in the trailers to make people go, oh, I'm curious about it. If they, if they're not an MCU fan. Yeah, sure. Right. Uh, I think the big thing about the trailers uh, is that it's this grand sweeping, you know, uh, the, the, the girl who, female who directed it, I cannot remember her name. I should look it up. But she, I know she won an Oscar for something, I believe. For, uh, she for directing, obviously. Uh, so it was... Uh... She won the Oscar for her film just this past, you know, award season for Nomadland. Yeah. Uh, okay. Which is uh, Francis McDormand. Um, I've mm-hmm. I've heard that it's not a bad movie. Uh, it's just um, a boring movie. <laughs> it's, yeah, I guess not. I feel like it's one of those <laughs> artsy movies um, that you know, like I probably that did, won't that watch. That gets Oscars. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Clearly. So. Yeah. Um, I'll say one one other thing about Eternals, and this isn't a spoiler. Um, so uh, whenever Eternals was filming, or actually before it started filming, I was the one of the big things was uh, Kumail Nanjiani uh, getting ripped for it. Like he yeah. went from the geek to uh, superhero bot, right? So you oh would God. think. Sorry, that I forgot was that this was the a, podcast and not the video. I'm like, yep, shaking my head. <laughs> yeah. So you would think that there would be a scene or two in uh, Eternals where he's shirtless, right? And first of all, every MCU movie has a, a guy take their shirt off. I, I you know, you can't to. think of one. Well, they they broke that streak because no. he's he's sleeveless, which I mean, he's showing off the guns, but. I felt bad for him. I'm like, dude, you did all that work. And yeah, people saw it because you, you know, released it on Instagram, which I mean, if I had that body, I would never wear a shirt. Uh, our all YouTube videos would be me shirtless. Even our podcast would be me shirtless. Just nobody sees it but you. Um, but yeah, no, just, just, just sleeveless. And 
That's it. So, so uh, I, I forgot what I was going to ask. It was going to be a follow up about. Oh, I know. Uh, since you said he he wore you know like a, a sleeveless shirt. Yeah. Did you have to buy a second ticket for the gun show? Absolutely, it's mandatory. Nice. Hope that didn't put you out of pocket too much. Greg, you know what I notice every time we do videos? What's that? I just get more and more gray. Tell me about it. It's uh, yeah. I mean, it's the story of my life, and it is what it is. And uh, <laughs> um, you know, I've I've made my peace with it. Let's just put it that way. I mean, I, I there's nothing I can really do about it. You know. Uh, so uh, Eternals, go see it. Uh, help them make money. Help prove me wrong. Make it be the number one grossing Marvel movie of all time. I don't think you. I don't think we have that kind of power. I guess is what I'm trying to say. We don't. We definitely don't. No. <laughs> are you uh, too used? There are definitely prove it. Hey now, fella. <laughs> you know what we didn't talk about what last week, and I feel like we should. I don't know. Um, you should tell me. Red Notice. Uh, yes, it comes out November 12th. I have not heard anything good about it. Oh. But have you? Well, I'll tell you uh, three good things about it. Um, okay. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Okay. Ryan Reynolds. True. Gal Gadot. Yes. I'll, I'll, watch I mean, that, I'll watch that combination do anything up to and including paint my house. Because I feel like I'd all I'd be for, forever entertained by. I, I've realized that uh, in the movie Deadpool, Ryan Reynolds mm-hmm. is not playing like Wade Wilson, right? He's just playing Ryan Reynolds. Like I figure, uh, Ryan Reynolds is he. I'm going to say this because he's beloved, right? And, and I, I this is not a, a, a knock. It is not an insult, but like. I feel like either his movie selections, like his, his role selections or, or what, they're not showing off a ton of range. Uh, you know, he's always kind of like the, the wisecracking funny guy uh, who can you know hurt you if need be. And that's fine. I, I'm, that works for him and it works for me. Um, but I feel like the, uh, that person, that persona is in Deadpool He's, you know, now he's a rated R version in Deadpool, obviously, but in Free Guy, it's kind of the same. You know, he's just learning how to be a wisecracking badass, um, you know, and, and I'm sure Red Notice will be, you know, nothing too different. And then I believe he was also in or is also in uh, the Hitman's bodyguard's wife or something like that. Or, yeah, or the Hitman's wife's Hitman's bodyguard. bodyguard's wife's best friend. Yeah. So, I mean, I feel like he's and again. I'm fine with it. You know, I, I don't, I, I, I'm not bumping into it at all. I just, um, look, when uh, I, when I say that it has bad reviews, I'm not saying I won't watch it. I'll, I'll sure, I'm sure. going to watch it for sure. <laughs> uh, and, and because I, I didn't even really read some of the reviews. I'm just looking, I looking at the headlines and it was like, you know, this is a dumb action movie. Perfect. Love it. I don't, I don't need a whole lot. And we're, yeah. we'll talk about it a li- little later, but another movie that's on Netflix, you can watch right now on the net mm-hmm. of flicks uh, is kind of the same, you know, maybe it's a, yeah. it, but it's a heist movie. So maybe there's a little bit more yes. thinking to it, um, but right. I don't know. It's greatly enjoyable to me. So I agree. I agree. Uh, so where does that leave us then, Mike? Cause I know you've got the list. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about Dune on HBO max? Good, Can. bad, horrible. So, as you know, and maybe our listeners will remember, uh, a few weeks back, uh, I gave us each a little homework assignment to watch the original 1984 David Lynch Dune that's available now on HBO Max. Uh, what I didn't know at that time was how difficult that particular movie would be to follow 
you know, it's not a, it's just not an easy movie to, you know, try to try to keep pace with. And it's a right. world, it's a story, it's a universe of characters that I'd never, you know, been been familiar with at all. Uh, so with this new Dune, the Denis Villeneuve, I think, or nailed, doesn't, nailed it. Doesn't matter. Uh, he's Perfect. not listening anyway. Uh, I was curious. Um, you know, it's got some notable again players in it. You know, um, Stellan Stargard, uh, Timothy Chalamet, Chalamet. Yep. Nailed um, it. Thank you, uh, David Bautista. Knew I got that one right. Yep. <laughs> uh, and Jessica Ferguson, who played, uh, uh, I'm sorry, um, Rebecca Ferguson, who played Lady Jessica. Um, Oscar Isaac is in mm-hmm. the movie uh, in in a role in which I finally didn't hate Oscar Isaac. Okay. So here's hoping for more in Moon Knight. I don't know. Um, I was going to say, yeah. I found that this version, well, again, having no real memory of the 1980 whatever version um i didn't know what i didn't know so it was only upon listening to um fat man beyond with kevin smith mark bernardin they're talking about like yeah it's there i feel like they're missing the second half of the movie (laughs) Um, (laughs) but i found this one what much more easy to follow um and it it made me excited for uh, part two whenever that comes out it's been confirmed it's happening. Um, yes. And, but I'll say this, if not for HBO max, this is not a movie that I would have gone to a theater to see. Um, so I had the benefit of just watching it from the comfort of my own home over the span of a few days. Um, and, you know, it, it was fine. The effects were good. I, I got a better understanding of, of, I think the story and maybe perhaps some of the lore uh, around it. Um well, I think a lot of people don't know about that 1984. I think uh, David Lynch version is it actually had uh, what was I mean younger, but I still don't know how young. But it had a, a very um, unknown to American audiences. I think Patrick Stewart in that movie. Yes. Um, and this one, uh, you know, Josh Brolin is is in this version. Uh, Jason Momoa. So again, it, it, they bring some A-listers uh, to Dune. And I can't, I, sadly, uh, oh, Zendaya is in the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, I think there were a lot of people who were very upset because I think her actual on-screen time equaled like seven or eight minutes. Uh, <laughs> That's what I heard, too. <laughs> and she was one of the higher-billed individuals. Um, yeah. But again, it, it, it did the day-in-day release, so we don't really know what it could have done at the theaters, but it still did well. Uh, I don't think it, it did well enough that HBO Max has ordered, a, you know, the sequel. So, um, you know, that's all right. I, I was listening to uh, probably the same thing you were listening to with Batman Beyond when they're talking about Dune and uh, Kevin Smith. And I think, and I think Mark Bernardin both said that it felt like they just turned the, at the end, they just turned the projector off. Like it just ends. And Kevin yeah. Smith was like, well, all right, I guess, I guess this is the end. I guess, okay. I guess this is the end. Yeah, uh, it was, if I remember correctly, uh, spoilers for all of you would-be Dune viewers out there. Uh, you have um, Paul and uh, his mom, uh, Lady Jessica, and they are in the desert area of Arrakis, which is the uh, against the desert world with which the spice is mined, the spice that apparently is you know like gold or oil or whatever like a, a commodity of great uh, value that we have here on our planet um uh, water or fresh air whatever you know nah, we don't need that nah nah no nah. uh but you know they're out there they uh ended up i don't know i can't remember, i don't think it's necessarily being captured by but they kind of align themselves with the the native fremen uh, Freeman uh, group uh, that Zendaya is is a part of. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, again, I got that far. I couldn't tell you anything about OG Dune, so I'll, t- I'll I'll take that as a plus. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. 
Um, all right, what about speaking of twos, uh, History of the World Part Two? Did you ever watch History of the World Part One way back in the day? I, I did, yeah. Mel Brooks, uh, the famous line that that he repeats in his various uh, uh, characters throughout is like, it's good to be the king. Um, I have that movie somewhere on DVD, and I just, I, I'm a big Mel Brooks fan. The, the, my first, I don't want to say interaction, but my first like awareness of a Mel Brooks movie, honestly, would have been early 90s. And yes, that yeah. was uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and then you I know, still think that's awesome. Hmm? I said, I still think that's a great movie. Agreed. Um, you know, Young Frankenstein, Blazing Saddles, which couldn't be done you know, <laughs> in this day and age. Um, but History of the World, uh, part one, obviously starred uh, Mel Brooks, Gregory Hines. Um, and they, you know, they have like biblical times, like, you know, the time of, of, of Jesus, there's parts in the French revolution. There's parts in, uh, um, uh, the Spanish inquisition. Uh, you know, they, they just jump through time a little bit, like giving not as much fact, but more or less, you know, just, um, like entertaining spins on history. And they always teased it teased and or depending on on who you talk to threatened uh at the end like before the it would have been like an early post-credit scene type of thing oh space balls i, I almost forgot yeah. to mention space balls shame on me uh, but they said you know uh coming soon or or you know in this year dot 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 history of the world part two and so after i you know with all my appreciation of part one the i was always like Oh, sweet. There's going to be part two, but that was the joke. And that is that there was right. never actually intended to be a sequel. Yeah. Until I think it was announced last week that, you know, we're going to get a history of the world part two, which in my opinion, simply tremendous. Now I hope that we do. However, I'm not holding my breath because there's a lot of times that I've heard, Oh, there's going to be a part two for this. For example, Star, uh, sorry, Spaceballs. There was, I want to say, uh, maybe two, three years ago, there was uh, a mention of there was going to be, uh, was it Spaceballs 2, The Search for More Money? <laughs> and I guess maybe they didn't find that money. I remember, you know, aspects of Spaceballs where, um, you know, everything was merchandised and licensed, you know, like bed sheets and lunch boxes because it was the eighties. Uh, so I think that the similarly to history of the world part two, I think Spaceballs two was kind of set in the end of that picture as like a, a fake placement, you know, ad, yes. ad placement. Um, but you know, it, it felt if it was very much on tone or, or in tone, uh, to be part of the Spaceballs movie with all that product placement for, you know, products that didn't necessarily exist to say Spaceballs 2 was a quest for more money or, or whatever it was. So search for more money. So, yeah, yeah, that much. I'm, I think honestly, in this, I haven't watched either movie in, in some time. So I'm, I'm you know, right. bad guy, bad guy, Greg, but I think I'd be more excited for history of the world part two than Spaceballs too. Hmm, interesting. I, I think Spaceballs. I, yeah. I think Spaceballs kind of you know you 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 could have that as a self-contained movie, whereas mm-hmm. History of the World Part Two, you're just taking more chunks of history and putting them in a fun, convenient, you know, entertaining little picture. So that'd be me. So one funny thing about. Uh, Spaceballs is that I saw Spaceballs before I saw Star Wars. I might have too, honestly. And yeah. I did not realize, and even because of that, and same for you probably, I did not realize that it was a Star Wars parody. Right. <laughs> I just thought like, oh, this is a silly space movie. You know? Yeah. Uh, but you know, like the all the gags that were in there, like, the radar's been jammed. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and uh, uh, um, 
I just the we've they gone do to ludicrous. Or, or they, yeah, so <laughs> ludicrous speed. And then they do like the the bit where they're they're looking at the past tapes, <laughs> you know, yeah, kind of thing. Um, or uh, when Dark Helmet is on the bridge and he's uh, you know going around all the crew members and like I'm an asshole, I'm an asshole. He's like, I'm surrounded <laughs> by assholes. <laughs> Uh, Mel Brooks is, is genius, uh, and and I'm always for more Mel Brooks. So may may, may he continue to crank out uh, as much or as little as he wants to do in however many years he has left. And I don't mean that morbidly, but you know, he is he is 117, so he no, is less. almost as old uh, as me. That's uh, true. Yogurt. Yeah, yes, that's true. Yes. Um, speaking of yogurt, the Morbius trailer. Ah, I didn't have a good segue for that one. Sorry. I'm not. (laughs) 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 Oh, that was not the best. (laughs) Um, speaking of speaking of not the best, the Morbius trailer. Really? Well, no, here's I actually on. I'll, I'll, I'm going to tell you what I think about it. And then you tell me. I actually like the trailer. Same. I, I'm, I, I, I do like the trailer. Um, I'm confused by the trailer, though, because I don't know where this movie takes place. So you've already seen Venom 2. So and this is not going to be a spoiler. Right. So we know at the end of Venom 2 that Venom is either I assumed was in the MCU because you see Spider-Man Tom Holland, right? Now in this one, in this, the Morbius trailer, you see who I'm assuming is going to be Adrian Toomes, uh, Michael Keaton, AKA the Vulture, right? You see him They have, you know, they talk, um, you see uh, a Spider-Man, uh, uh, poster or whatever, which somebody's pointed out. That's like from the PS4. Uh, you, they mention first of all, they they mention oh, there's this is like the situation in Sacramento. So you're like, okay, that's Venom, and then they straight up say, you know, he makes the joke about we are Venom. So is the is this are were we in the MCU verse? Or are we in the Sony? Veniverse, like I'm, I'm wondering if after Spider-Man: No Way Home, if there Sony's just taken Spider-Man back fully, and it's going to be a Spider-Verse with Morbius and and Venom and and Vulture, or is the Vulture part of MCU? See how it, like I'm like where where does this Venom? Or sorry, where does Morbius take place at? So, uh, Tombs is. I consider MCU, right? Because I mean, he okay. Oh, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. But we can, I mean, we can consider Spider-Man MCU too. Where does he actually belong? Like, who has the rights to mm. Adrian Toomes? That's what I'm saying. I got you. Um, probably Sony. Okay. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's what I think too. I think anybody in the Spider-Man movies, uh, with uh, Tom Holland Spider-Man movies, will say that belongs to Sony. Right, I, I, I believe Spider Man was just on loan, kind of, to uh, the MCU, and, uh, to put it as but, best I can. But it, it uh, you you cross some dangerous territories, dare I say, when yeah. both of the villains in both of these Spider Man movies we've had so far have mentioned Tony Stark, and Tony Stark was in, um, yeah, uh, the one uh, I guess it was. Homecoming, homecoming. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he was in. So they they had really blurred lines, really ill-defined uh, boundaries. Uh, so to spoil it, and I apologize. Uh, at the post-credit scene or mid-credit scene of Venom Two, uh, Venom or Ed uh, Eddie Brock gets kind of without his permission consent whatever it's kind of sucked into what i believe is to be the mcu because you have you have the uh you know uh jay jonah jameson on the tv or on the laptop or whatever it is 
railing against Spider-Man and his real identity. Uh, so I, I think you have that. Now, as for Morbius, I contend, word of the night, folks, contend, uh, that that is also MCU because of the Adrian Toomes, you know, Vulture being front and center in a big way in, in this trailer. So uh, where they I, all go I, after like the multiverse shift or whatever. Yeah. Don't know. I, I would agree with you. I think it it's probably the MCU, but if it is, is Sony just renting all of their characters out or does Disney have so much Disney slash MCU? Does Disney have so much money that they're just like, give us all your characters, Sony. We don't care. You know, I don't have the answer to that question. Yeah. So with I don't, that, know, with I don't that, know if it's been a new, right. new deal has been struck or, you know, we don't know. Well, so with that being said, it was with that, that out of the way, there's a lot of stuff in the trailer. I really like, I really like the flying sequence. Yes. Of it, you know, um, I even like the the way they did the the sonar, mm-hmm. you know, very much. Uh, I like the uh, full Morbius monster vampire thing, you know, the whatever like right. when he's well, almost a full bat. Ugly. Yeah, yeah. And I, you know, and obviously we, we don't know this right now, but it, the way it's mentioned or kind of portrayed in the trailer uh he's a is he like an anti-hero uh yeah he he's okay so i remember my knowledge of morbius is you know goes back to the 90s spider-man cartoon where you know he's Mm -hmm. he's got an affliction uh he tries to cure himself it doesn't go Right. right but he's not like a like a real villain at heart you know um yeah so that's that's kind of how I, I think of Morbius. I think he's kind of that, you know, almost almost like the Sony verse or whatever version of like Venom, where yeah. he's kind of a monster, but he's you, you get the impression um, that he's only going to be uh, like taking down bad guys. Right. Although, well, who knows? Who knows? All right. Morbius. Uh, I don't even remember when it comes out. It's soon, though. January, I want to say. Yes. Yeah. Sometime in yeah. January. January. I'll. I'll. I'm, of course, I'm going to go see it, especially no, if it's MCU. Yeah. All right, Greg. I only have one other thing to talk about. Oh, really? I've 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 come up with a few things. All right. Well, let's hear your few things then. Oh. 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 oh, oh okay. Um. I didn't know that it was my turn so quickly. Well, if I I said I only had one thing, right, I've got so a few that would things. be our last thing. Did you right. watch uh, yes. the Mighty Ducks on uh, series uh, Game Change Mighty Ducks Game Changers on Disney Plus? <laughs> Greg, I was about to correct you there because yes, it's called Game Changers, and yes, I did. And you know what? I'm looking forward to Greg. I'm looking forward to season two when Emilio Estevez is back. I cannot wait for it. Mike, I have a tattooed on me right now, Greg. Game Changers season two with Emilio Estevez. Oh, Mike, you're going to want your money back, buddy. What? <laughs> to quote, uh, 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 well, he's no longer a wrestling talent, but to quote Bad News Barrett, I'm afraid I've got some bad news. Emilio Estevez is not coming back to the Mighty Ducks Game Changers for the second season. Um, This is that uh, Disney, ABC, whatever you want to call it, decided not to pick up Estevez contract for season two. And I didn't realize this, but I'm coming to find that Disney just does not like outspoken people, I think. Um, and unfortunately for all of us Gordon Bombay fans, Emilio Estevez was a little bit outspoken about COVID vaccination requirements. I, I did not know that. Uh, 
And uh, he said, uh, apparently, I'm, I'm reading this from comicbook.com, who I often make fun of, but I guess once in a while they're useful. Most, excuse me, Disney productions require all actors and crew members who come in contact with them to be vaccinated in order to work on the set. Sources suggest that Estevez has declined to provide assurances he would comply with the policy. Okay. Uh, other sources uh, close to Estevez indicated that creative differences were the issue. So, but I remember so hearing. Definitely... <laughs> What's that? It's not creative distance. It's not creative distance uh, differences. Yeah. At all. That's that's just what they say. You know. Yeah. Um... Yeah, and I remember hearing something about Emilio Estevez, uh, you know, having a, a pretty vocal or being vocal about his opinion, I should say. Uh, so that doesn't surprise me. I'm not going right. to necessarily open up the can of worms saying that, you know, uh, Disney only, you know, votes or not votes, but only uh, uh, supports one side of, you know, ideas I, I don't care uh do whatever you think is best for you and if you can't be happy then you can't be happy that's my new, new my new philosophy i i would have liked to see him in season two of game changers i thought he was uh, a very good and integral part of season one but i don't know, let's let's see who they have first you know I'm curious about season two now because the big thing with season one was bringing back, obviously the old, the, the old team, mm-hmm. you know, the, you know, I mean, they only did a few cameos with the, the ducks, you know, um, but yeah, maybe there's still some more ducks out there. There was three movies. So there's a big duck out there who's, who became a big star after his time as duck. And that would be Joshua Jackson. And I think that's a lot of the, um, I hope, I, I suppose, from Mighty Ducks fans. Who yeah. Like, well, let's get let's get Pacey back and well, old uh, Charlie Conway can lace up the skates one more time and lead the Ducks. Up. There's another one who also became very famous, um, and has I think been on Saturday Night Live for a super long time. And maybe. Yep, maybe he can come back, show us the knuckle puck one more time. Is it a Russ? Uh... Russ. Well, Wallace. Oh, that sounds good. Russ, Russ, Rusty. Russ Springer? No. Russ, Russ, Rostovsky. He was uh, Russian. A lot of people didn't know that. He's got just a lot of Russ Rostovsky was Russian. <laughs> That's uh... Yes. All right. Um, what else you got for me? Oh, I've got a little update for you from Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Oh, okay. I did not hear this one. Uh, production is temporary, temporarily shut down due to a Letitia Wright injury. Oh. I mean, Apparently, she had an, an, on- an onset injury. Well, they're already doing it without Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, but I mean, look, it's one person. And can't you be like, okay, let's film the scenes she's not in or is she in every scene? I, is she the only one that, that's left? Like, like, are they looking at, like, look, all the scenes we have left, she's in them? Yeah, possibly. I mean, I have no idea. Um, that she fell, according to Angela, co-star Angela Bassett, she had a little bit of a fall, but it's not too bad. Uh, you know, anything like that will shake you up. But she's just uh, a little, slight, little petite thing. But she's fine and ready to go. Not my words. Those are the words of Queen Angela Bassett. All right. <laughs> um, well, hopefully they're, they're, it's not delayed too much. Well. Because it's already. Well. Oh, uh, it, tell me, Greg. It happened at perhaps a uh, an interesting time. And I'm I'm okay. I'm honestly wondering if this wasn't planned by cast or crew, wink wink, because uh, um, uh, they are they're shutting down. Uh, the rap is reporting uh, that production will shut down the week of Thanksgiving. Okay, and will resume in early 2022. So they're basically just taking a month, a month plus off yeah, yeah. the holidays. So don't put that. 
Don't put that on Letitia Wright. <sighs> no. All right. Moving on. You know, we mentioned uh, uh, the delightful Wonder Woman herself and Gal Gadot. Mm-hmm. And, of course, uh, uh, also in Red Notice. But I just learned I was this many minutes old when I learned that uh, she is there. Apparently, you know how Disney is doing live action everything? Yeah. Um, Gal is going to uh, be the evil queen in Disney's live action remake of Snow White. Interesting. Which makes me wonder how in the, like who are they going to find who's fairer than her? I that's that's the whole reason. Like, like that's the whole reason between behind the evil queen's like descent into madness is uh you know mirror mirror on the wall who's the fairest of them all and mirror said Snow White and the evil queen lost her mind and uh which years ago well not years but you know a few years back when they did a another studio did I think it's Snow White and the Huntsman uh and Charlize Theron was the evil queen and Kristen Stewart was Snow White and I think Chris Hemsworth was the Huntsman and I'm like in no world in, in no world is anybody buying that Kristen Stewart's fair than Charlize Theron is not <laughs> great so good luck casting Snow White when you have the Amazon warrior herself as yeah. as uh, the evil queen so that's gonna be a tall or uh, what's I have one other thing that I watched recently that just came to mind but I'm curious to know what your last thing is well let me tell you what, what your last thing is. Do yours, then I'll do mine. I watched the same thing. It's not. I guarantee you it's not. Okay. Um, what is... Oh, you know what we were supposed to talk about this week? What's that? Squid Game. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> um, Fuck, we'll never talk about that. It's it's going to be out of the news cycle. It'll be, yeah, it's, it's too late already. All right. Squid Game, lots of fun on Netflix. Go yeah. watch it. Um, yeah. It's a little sadistic, but you'll enjoy it. Uh, I yeah. watched it with the captions, uh, with the English dub and the captions. Um, that's how I preferred to take in Squid Game. You do you. Um, so I will, real quick about Squid Game, I'll also say um, the first, I mean, I think each episode is like about an hour long, like 50-ish okay. minutes. Um, the first episode, though, like I knew what was going to happen and that the action didn't happen until like 40 minutes in. Mm-hmm. So the only reason I stuck with it is because you said it was really good and Nolan said it was really good. So also, if, if not, I would have, I would have turned it off after like 10 minutes. So just watch it. Watch the first episode. Uh, right. To that regard, um, psychologists are suggesting that parents not, let, not let their children watch the squid game. Just heads up. I mean, yeah, yeah. Don't, yeah. Squid game is not for kids. That's so for squids. <laughs> for the games the squids play uh um, yeah. all right so i watched a movie last night i was uh editing doing everything else for the other podcast that i'm a part of the five heart podcast over coordination.com and i turned on i was just kind of wondering some things turned on apple tv and watched a 2020 tom hanks war movie called greyhound Uh, and it is it's based on a novel by I don't remember doesn't matter but it's based on a novel but it's about uh, a like a destroyer ship that was part of a convoy that was trying to protect like merchant ships and and soldier transports and, and supply supply lines from America to Europe in World War II and the like the cat and mouse uh, type of battles with the German U-boats. And I, I don't know. It was so good that I just ended okay. up, I just ended up like keep kept watching. And I actually, I started it last night. I finished it last night. Um, the whole movie takes place over about a 36 to 48 hour period, give or take from like when, when they start actually get on the boat uh, and, and, 
are engaged by the enemy. Um, and, and you see like, it's not a real good glimpse of, of like, you know, life on the ship, but you get a lot of, um, time spent in like the, um, like the, the uh, you know, the bridge, I, I think, you know, uh, and, and some of the tactics that were used, uh, at that time to try to stop the, uh, the German U-boats. So real good. Um, I would recommend Greyhound. I'm going to don't know how to, I, I would ever get my dad to watch Greyhound without him coming to my house, but like Greyhound's a, a show that I'd show, I'd show my dad. Okay. So I, I uh, that's, it's good that it's on Apple TV because I've needed some, a reason to keep Apple TV now that Ted Lasso's done yeah. and, and Mythic West is done. So uh, I might, I might, you know, check out Greyhound. Yeah. And, and it, like, I don't, I don't think it's terribly long as far mm-hmm. as, as far as movies go, you know, no more than two hours, I'd say. So okay, good. Yeah, check out Greyhound. Would you say Greyhound is a steal? Yes. Like it's okay. like it's really good. Like it's a steal. Like because you're only paying five bucks for Apple TV. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was oh. it, it was supposed to be released in theaters in like the final quarter of 2019 or something mm-hmm. like that. And then it got delayed and then the pandemic hit. So it never really got us theatrical run. And then Apple bought it for, or bought the distribution rights, I guess, for something like $15 million or 50 million, oh, millions of dollars. Um, but I'm perfectly happy that I watched it. And, and yeah, uh, I think, I think it should be on in, you know, I'm not saying this to pander, but you know, like we, less than a week away from veterans day. I mean, it's, it, I don't want to say it's like good, wholesome. There's not, there's not a ton of language. There's not a ton of blood. There's a lot of like naval warfare and and maneuvering tactics, which I I really enjoyed. Um, And I I realize that's probably not going to be everybody's particular, you know, uh, cup of tea, but I, I, I just, I kind of got mesmerized by it. I got sucked in. So. So you saw, uh, Greyhound for only five bucks, which is a steal. Speaking of stealing, Army of Thieves is on Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I forgot that this was on our list. <laughs> God damn, Craig. I was going to do this the same way they had that. I was like, oh yeah, they just went on for like another 10 minutes. I'm like, I'm going to circle back around to it. All right. Army of Thieves. Glad you were able to get your cheap pun in there, Mike. Thank you, thank you. Army of Thieves, uh, a prequel to uh, mm-hmm. Army of the Dead, which Correct. was a Zack Snyder joint earlier this summer uh, yes. on Netflix and Netflix alone. Which we uh, is Army of Thieves starring Dieter, but we learned that's not his actual name. His actual name is something I forgot already. Sebastian. Sebastian, that sounds correct. It is. I just watched the movie yesterday. Yes. Um, I kind of free time I have (laughs) when uh, my daycare informs us as I'm driving to daycare that somebody called off and they don't have enough adults to watch all the children. So we got a call like we can't take your twins today. All right. I'm going back home. So it was me and the twins yesterday. So. Dad watched Army of Thieves and took care of the twins. It was, it was nice. nice. It was a nice afternoon. You know what I realized watching uh, Army of Thieves? I think I like heist movies. Yes. And I, I say that and not have, I haven't watched a lot of heist movies besides like Oceans 8 through 17. Actually, There's I've never watched Ocean, Oceans 11 through, 11 through 75, I believe it was. I've never seen Oceans 8. Mike, 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 I'm going to get real close to the microphone here. Mm-hmm. 11, 12, 13. Oh, that is how you count. That is correct. Good job, Greg. Next week, we'll work work on 14 and up. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, uh, I, 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 think, I think heist movies, um, in, in a way, in a manner of speaking, they are kind of glorified heist movies because of all the added uh, bits around them. But like mm-hmm. the Fast and the Furious movies, 
our high school. Yes, there, yes. There's there's a movie. I don't remember which one, so I feel bad. I think it's five. It was the first one with the rock in it. Um, yeah. But as far as heist, they pull a vault out of like a bank or building or something like that <laughs> yeah. and are dragging it behind them down the streets of whatever town yeah. this is. So yeah, there, there's some heist activity in those movies. So I also like with army of thieves, they kind of, I want to say kind of poke fun a little bit at some of the heist tropes. Uh, tell me more. One, tell me more. So it's when they're describing the, the, how the heist is going to go. And I think they even mentioned like, oh, in a heist movie, this would be the point where uh, we we describe how everything went, and then you realize that it's already happened, and we're talking about it afterwards or whatever. Yeah, they they and, make and the they, point to say like, you know, but they 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 lay out the plan, like, yeah. but we don't know that you know there's going to be a mistake made, or we're going to get you know caught right. or something like that. And they're like, oh, what are we going to do? And they and they come back into like the van where they're having the conversation. Like, uh, Sebastian, it's already done. Right. You've got, you've got the money in your bank. Get like, the money right oh, there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was so much fun. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, they, the, yeah, the, the, um, self, uh, I don't know, ir- irreverent kind of nature of it, a little self deprecating made it fun, made it different. Uh, I'm fine yes. with different. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and, um, like we said, it's a prequel to arm. Sorry, sorry, to Army of the Dead, and so the zombies are mentioned. Like basically, and, and I think shown. and shown. You mentioned and shown. I think it's the army's stuff is taking place in uh, America, in Vegas, yeah, in Vegas, and so there's nothing happening, you know, in where they're at. And if I, I don't remember, even think they, if I remember correctly from just the movie Army of the Dead, is that when everything, when they had the outbreak, like they just walled up Vegas. Right. So it was always contained. So that could be, yeah. Spoilers for people who haven't seen army of the dead, which you should, cause it's fun. When somebody gets out and he's bitten, been bitten. And he realizes that after looking in the mirror, he's like, Oh, you know, crap, <laughs> you know, all yeah. that, all that work that the government, you know, the world or whatever had done to contain it. And, you know, it, it's out, it's out there. So. Yeah. Which I mean, that's why the, the next one's going to be planet of the dead. Is it, is it planet? I couldn't remember if it was yeah. planet or world, yeah. but I, yeah, planet, yeah, I think planet. rolls off the tongue a planet. little bit better. Yeah. Planet of the dead. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't know, have too much more to say about arm of the dead. Number one, cause I, it's been a minute since I've seen it. Uh, but like I said, I do remember liking it. I like heist movies. The, uh, the female lead, uh, yes. has some genre, cred as she was uh in game of thrones for several seasons and ah. most of them uh she was i'm, I'm probably going to mispronounce her name i apologize to all you throners out there but i think she was a miss miss andy miss andry something like that yep nailed it thank you i which one did i which which time did i get it right all of them each Perfect. one was correct one yep. of them even had a different letter <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> So that's just how we roll. Mike, I appreciate your uh, leniency. I'm always here to help. That's all. Okay. Well, anything else? No, but I just think it'd be funny if that's how the podcast ended. Just me going, that's all. And then just, this has been a Jittery Monkey Podcasting Network. I, I could do it. But we I couldn't have, do that. We have a certain way we close things. I have the technology. I can cut and chop and edit things, move things around. I'm not going to now that we've explained it all. Mike, uh, what are we going to talk about next week? One of these days, we're going to talk about uh, our top five comic book artists. That's probably going to be for a YouTube video, though. Um, we next week. I'm not saying that's next week. Next week, we'll, we'll talk about... Did we ever talk about Ted Lasso Season 2? Yeah, no, I think we, we did. did. Yeah, we no, did. no, we didn't. No, we didn't. We, we mentioned it briefly. Okay. But guess what I'm just about to start re-watching? What? Ted Lasso Season 2. All right. I just well, finished uh, Ted Lasso Season 1 this morning again. All right. So... As long as you don't get sick of it, perfect. 
I, I haven't yet. You know, no, I, yeah. I took a little bit of a break yeah. for like two weeks. And I just like, Ted Lasso. By the way, okay, this is the exact opposite of Ted Lasso. I mean, it's good, but the exact opposite as far as wholesome stuff goes. Have you ever watched Shameless? No. Okay. I'm not saying get into it because it's 11 seasons and that's just a lot. And it's one of those things that like you really can't watch it around your kid because mm-hmm. there's a lot of like bad stuff. But my God, it's good. They just did. They had their series finale. I watched it on Netflix. It is just, it is a damn good show. I will keep that in mind, but it's yeah. never been one that was really on my radar. I, it, it wasn't for me. Up, I mean, I started watching it several years ago. Um, but yeah, it's it's a, it's a it's a good one. But like I said, I I know you can't watch it because it's it's just I, I don't want to I don't want to tell anybody to jump into something that's you know I mean it's it's eleven seasons and done you know it's not like um, uh, what's it the Jared Padalecki thing just supernatural Netflix. supernatural yeah it's not it, they don't go twenty seven seasons so that was twenty five seasons too many <laughs> yes Jeez, that thing just never ended. Yeah. So, all Mike, right. That's it. That's all for me. Thank you, sir. I appreciate your time, your talents, and your treasures. You're welcome. <laughs> he is the co host of the year, Mike Luther. I'm Greg Mahachko. This is Nerds United, a jittery monkey podcast that we remind you this week and every week just simply be kind and rewind. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com. Jittery Monkey.